Oh man, here we go again, man. A lame man's healed. And wow, what an amazing time we're going to have today at Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Welcome to Growing in His Word, man. I'm Pastor Joseph. And listen, last week we talked about the lame man was healed. And we've seen how preaching in Solomon's portico, which is his porch, Peter and John were on a mission. And listen, they were glorifying the Lord. They were, they were, his, they were Jesus Christ's servant. And you know, the, the, it was an amazing chapter because we've seen how the Holy Spirit is working and we can see how the Holy Spirit now is pressing upon the hearts of the members of the Sanhedrin and how they were arrested and how God is going to work and be that actual testimony. Isn't it amazing that through the adversity we see in our lives, God is using adversity to not only grow us, but to, but, to, but to have others see the Holy Spirit in us. It's a testimony in our own lives. How do we know about God? It's number one, it's about our testimony. We see how Paul the Apostle was arrested. How he was basically martyred for his beliefs. And we see the Holy Spirit working in our lives. It's an amazing time we're going to have. And I'm excited, man. God bless you, man. And, and welcome to Growing in His Word. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you. Oh, Lord, we thank you for this time, Father. In Jesus' name, work today, Father. In your Holy Spirit, talk to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Growing in His Word, man. Jesus is coming along good here, man. <laughs> Peter and John are arrested. Last week we talked about how they were arrested for healing the man, for the Lord healing the man. And we talked about the most important thing, which was Peter and John healing the, the lame man. And how the member of the Sanhedrin, there was about 70 men, 70 plus the high priests were present. And it was a Jewish court, the Halakha Jewish court, the council. And Ananus was the high priest, and we see how the book of Acts is growing, and we see the church growing, and we see the spreading of the gospel, and we see how the Holy Spirit now is being used, and how Peter blew it, but yet God was there for him, because God knows when we blow it. And the most important thing is, is God's grace and His mercy. He's describing here how the Holy Spirit is influencing a person. And he's using Peter so powerful. Because we could see how the Spirit is directly related to the prophetic ministry and the revelation of God's Word. We see how the Holy Spirit was left and is available today and still is available. We see it today. Church, believers, podcast listeners. Because of the healing of the lame man was indisputable. The question was how the man was healed and by whose authority or name the healing had, be, had been performed. And so Peter and John are arrested. <laughs> They're before the Sanhedrin. They're explaining themselves, their innocence, they're talking about how they blew it and how Jesus came and died for them and that, that they could have forgiveness and, and redemption and be forgiven of their sins. But yet they didn't want to hear it. Because this is what happens when 
Even non-believers hear the word. They don't want to hear it. It's like when you're at work and somebody comes up to you and you try to spread the gospel or you're out and about about the Lord and they don't want to hear it. They put up a wall because there's sin. They're dealing with it. They have sin in their life and they don't want to come clean. Oh, you're accusing me. No. I've been there. I've done that. But Jesus will take your life, cleanse it, show you, and He'll work through you. Listen, I want you to listen to this because it's important. Verse 18 is where we left off last week because John and Peter are on a mission. And the mission is to preach Jesus and the resurrection from the dead because Jesus Christ healed the sick, the poor, the lame, the blind, even the demonics. We talked about that. And Jesus raise the dead. I don't know about you, but I don't know any God that can raise the dead but Jesus Christ. And he died. And he rose again. He wants to raise us from our our lives, our dead sins, our sins, I mean. He wants to raise us. Jesus wants to touch our lives and forgive us for our sins. It's that simple. The message is clear. We're living in the time where we need to hear the word of God, not the touchy-feely message. Look, God wants to raise us. The Peter and John were just going to worship God in the synagogue. Messianic. They're going to the, to the synagogue. The Bechneset in Hebrew. Bechneset. They're going to the Bechneset. They're going inside. They're sit, you know, they see the healed the lame man with his hand out. And, let, and he's over 40 years old. He's sitting there begging. He's been there for years. Everybody knows who he is. We talked about that. And they laid hands on, and, and they basically told him, we don't have money, we don't have silver. Do we got no money? The guy was panhandling, man. It's kind of like the guy on the street you see with a sign, you know, panhandling. I'll work for food, or I'll work for this, or I'll, you know. Only, he doesn't, you know, everyone sees him every day. They're going to work. Yeah, that's the same guy. He's been there for 10 years now. Only this guy couldn't really, he was lame. Everyone knew it. So what happened? The Holy Spirit uses this. He uses this adversity. You know, and you got to think about it. Was this man born this way? Listen, because God wanted to use this for a specific time? Think about that. This guy was born this way. He wasn't faking it. Like you see some guys on the corner with the stop sign. Yeah, Vietnam veteran or veteran. You're not really a veteran. Uh, We know you're not. I'm not even a U.S. veteran. And so we see the posers on the street, some of them, and they're they're, they're, they're there with the signs, you know, and then, you know, I've I've seen other military men come up and say, why why do you do that, man? But the, the neighbors knew this guy. He was lame. In Jerusalem, Jerusalem, everybody knows everybody. He was lame. Peter and John gave him the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and he was healed. Through the adversity, this man is going to stand before the Sanhedrin. Big time. This is powerful. High priests are there, man. Ananus, all of them. Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, it's, it's, it's radical. You know, all you got to do is call on the Lord. 
because the Holy Spirit, the filling, brings boldness to God's work. Jesus promised his disciples, remember, that they would stand before kings and rulers and that the Spirit of God within them would implant in their minds exactly what to say to the leaders. Go check out Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. It's a very, very radical chapter. It talks about how in the end Jesus says that I will give you what to say. I will give you the words to say when you're being persecuted. Here they're being persecuted for Jesus. And Jesus is saying, be quiet. I'm going to speak for you, man. Let me, the Holy Spirit, what I, my, who I left behind when my son was, was laid for your sins, beaten and whipped and... Wow, amazing. I mean, I, I couldn't do it. I could not give my only begotten son to die for this world's sins. I couldn't do it. And I thank God for that. Thank you, Jesus. But here they would, Jesus, here the Holy Spirit, God said in Matthew chapter 10, he said, God within them would implant in their minds exactly what to say to these leaders. So when you're persecuted, don't just, don't fight. What are you going to fight for? Jesus has a plan for you, like the lame man. He was healed already. God already healed the man. He already suffered. Listen, this man, I want you to listen to this. No takers, listen. Write this down. The lame man was born for a reason, for a season. Number two, God used the lame man in the adversity for a reason to season our life so that through persecution, God would use his word and, and and to bless the leaders of the Sanhedrin and number three he's in number three number four number five number six here just number it all man <laughs> that God would use this circumstance to let the members of the Sanhedrin the leaders of Israel be put on get get on fire it's amazing man let me get to verse 18 I'm gonna be here all day listen listen Last week we talked about that. In verse 18, So they called them, and they commanded them not to speak all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot but, the, but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So they're miracles. Verse 21, So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people since all since they all glorified God. That's the key. They all glorified God. Listen. They all glorified God. Listen. For what had been done. Verse 22. For the man was over 40 years old. On whom this miracle of healing had been performed. Okay. So verse 23 says. Okay. And being let go. They went to their own companions. Okay. They were let go. God allowed them to be let go. And 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 and. God allowed them, like it says in Matthew, he put the words in their mouths and they spoke. We talked about that last week. Go dig up that version of that sermon I preached. And we'll, it'll continue to verse 18. And so we go on to 23 and be, let verse 23, chapter 4. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. Okay? They're there, man. And they're, they're, they're back to their elders. So... Whom they heard that they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Now listen to this. 
whom by the mouth your servant David had said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? Verse 26. The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his, his chief. I mean, I'm sorry, and against the Lord and against his Christ. Now, I want you to understand something, man. This is important. Basically, man, they're telling their leaders and everyone that they're, they're, they went back and they're telling them they're just praising the Lord. Listen, that's what it's saying. Why didn't, you know, they're, they're, they're praising the Lord for what had happened to them. Because you know what, man? We don't got to worry about anything in this world. We have Jesus. But what's important is this. In verse 27, it says, For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now listen to the key here, you guys, from verse 29. Now the Lord, now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed this, listen, and when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and and they spoke the word of God in boldness. Look, listen to this, man. The key is boldness. Look, we need to be bold. Meaning, let the Holy Spirit in us work. In Proverbs 6.16, it tells us how God feels about deception and division. And the early church was basically vulnerable to great spiritual danger. But Jesus promised in Matthew 16.18 that the power of hell would not destroy the fledging church. In its infant stage, God would move with great discipline to ensure its purity and survival. And basically... We will survive. It's Jesus. You can't kill Jesus. He's already alive. They killed him once and he's alive. He died. He's a, he, he rose from the grave. There's no way that you can kill God. <laughs> it's impossible. We need to let go of all the drama in our life. We need to let go all the things of the world and the cares of the world and set our minds on Christ. Because if we do that, we're not going to worry, man, as much. That's what I'm saying here. Listen, they're praising the Lord for the persecution. They stood before the Sanhedrin. They, they get God, God used them. God gave the Sanhedrin a second chance to follow up with the, with the crucifixion of Christ. They knew the miracle was real. The lame man was healed. They're just being about the Lord's business. And that's what we need to do. We can't let Satan fill our hearts and condemn us. And when we have the Holy Spirit in the Word of God, we become bold. Listen, verse 31. And when they had prayed, that's the that's what we need. We need to pray. The place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. They spoke it. They didn't think, oh, what am I going to say to that guy? 
You know, I have a lot of believers, they come to me and say, hey, you know, what do I, what do I say to this guy? You don't say anything. You let the Holy Spirit in you speak, pray. You say, Father God, give me your words to bless this person and Lord speak. And he will, he will set it up. We, folks, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm saying. Peter and John depended on the Holy Spirit. They didn't depend on a man. They didn't depend on a, on a, on a certain pastor or a certain priest or a certain leader or a certain whatever. They depended on the king, Jesus. He's our king. My president is Jesus. And I fall, and I, but but yes, I do follow the government. I abide by the government rules. May not believe what a lot of a lot of the things that the government does, but I abide. I'm a, a law-abiding citizen, and this is what we need to be. We need to be lovers of the word and doers, man. We need to be ready to give an accountability of God's word every time we're out on the street. Take the word of God and put it in your heart. You know. The church is starting off here, and they shared all things. It didn't work out because Paul had to go back, but this was the beginning of the church, and we need to start from the beginning again, the basic foundations and principles of the church. Satan is attacking us, and we need to be bold. We need to be together. We need to be on the same accord, the same mind. Listen, listen. If we have the same heart, we're not going to have the issues, man. Listen, it says in verse 32, listen. Now the, multi, now the multitude, now the multitude, listen. Now the multitude of those who believe, those who believe, were of one heart and one soul. You, you, you walk up to somebody and they're just like totally not, they're mean, they're nasty, they're grouchy. Are they really a believer? Well, I don't know. Only God knows. But we got to think, man. You'll know them by the fruit that they bear. Listen, don't get stressed out, man. You know, we're of one heart and one soul. In Hebrew, soul means nefesh. Neither did anyone say that any of these things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common, verse 33. And with great power, the apostles gave witnesses to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Why? Grace is the key. Grace. Mercy. It's not about condemnation. You know? It's not about I'm better than him or she's better than me. He's better than that. It's grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and bought and and brought the proceeds of all things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they were distributed to each as any as anyone had need. Look it. That method failed big time. Paul had to go back and collect money to get it back going. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about boldness. We're talking about Christ using us to bless others. We're talking about getting back to the basics. We're talking about getting out of your homes and spreading Jesus with love. Listen, God doesn't want your money. He doesn't need it. I mean, he, if, if he wanted you to be rich, he could poof, 
make you win the lottery. It's not what he's... God wants you to enter into a personal relationship with him. That's more of a blessing than anything in this world. The early church had problems. Yes, we have problems today. But God is saying, look, let me work, please. Let me work in your life so that I can be glorified. Jesus wants the glory. Can we just stop and say, Lord, here's the glory. It's for you. Listen, we blow it. Peter blew it three times. Peter blew it three times. Read the read the book of John, chapter 21, man. Peter blew it. Jesus told him, do you love me? Feed my sheep. We need to be out there. You know, we, we, we don't have time to be saying, oh, how cute. Look at the guys on fire. He loves the Lord. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, I did this. I did that. We need to be about Jesus. We need to worry about what Jesus thinks of us, not what man or, or Satan or anybody thinks about us. We need to do what God calls us to do. When he presses on our hearts, we need to stop. Well, how do I know? It's conviction. God will convict you where Satan will condemn you. It's not about, oh, oh, you know, God's all love. No, dude, it's about just. Jesus loves us, but he's just. And just like a judge loves his own son, if a guy comes to a judge and his son is murdered somebody, the judge, his own son, you know, has to persecute or prosecute him. We, we, God chastens the ones he loves. But we're together. We need to be together. Listen to verse 36. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement. And, and this is important because a Levite of the, of the country of Cyprus, he was from Cyprus, having land, he sold it, and he brought the money and, and, and laid it at the apostles' feet. And I'm not saying sell all your possessions and give it to the church. Man, we don't need that. You don't need to do that. That's not what it's saying. Send in $100 and you'll be blessed. Or call the 800 number and you're going to be, you know, your sister's legs are going to be healed by Monday if you sow into the seed. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that he sold his, at the time when the book of Acts was going, they sold their possessions and they used it to glorify God so that the Lord could continue. And they used they, they were all in one one page. Listen, today we need to be together in unity. That's what I'm saying, church. Listen, believers. He brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet so that they continue the church. That's what it was there for. And so that failed miserably. But later on, they had to get that fixed. And the, and the, and the gospel went forward. But Jesus cannot be stopped. The word of God cannot be stopped. Listen, do you want to be bold? Do you want to be bold? Allow the Holy Spirit in your life to work in you with boldness. Listen to Timothy, man, chapter 2, verse 4, chapter 4, chapter 2, verse chapter 4, okay? I got tongue tied. It says chapter 4 in 2 Timothy, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing 
and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears. That's what we see today. They will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Oh, how cute. But you be watchful in all things. Endure affliction. Endure the affliction. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Listen, God wants to use you. Don't think that you can't be used. He's commanding us. Paul underscores the importance of this command. To Timothy, by calling on God and Jesus to be witnesses to it. He's reminding Timothy that Jesus will return in judgment. And Paul charges to Timothy to preach the word. This is the foundation of the ministry. It's God's word. Preach God's truth. It's sacred. It's a demanding task. And it does require perseverance and courage. But we got to be ready, man. we got to take a stand and be alert. And we got to be loving. And we got to be merciful. Because Jesus was merciful. Listen, he's calling on you. Yeah, you. Well, you're the pastor. Yeah, okay, cool. I got me. I got that. But you're the, you're the sheep. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I'm feeding the sheep, the Holy Spirit in me. But now it's up to you to bring more believers and non-believers back to your local churches. Your non-denominational local churches. Your Baptist churches. Your Pentecostal churches. Whatever God is. Solid teaching churches. It's up to you. People are hurting. We need to be about the word of God. Not the word of politics. We need about be about Jesus. Not about Caesar. We render to Caesar. Yes. We respect the government. Yes. But we don't have to sit and be complacent. Because God is not a God of complacency. He is not a God of I'm comfortable now. He's not a God of, oh, my chair feels good. Wow. Notice the churches aren't filled anymore. God wants us out. Have you ever thought about the virus as being an opportunity like the lame man being healed? Get out there. Maybe the virus was brought about not by God, but allowed. I'm not saying, oh, God did it. Maybe God allowed it for a reason, for a season, to get off your chair and quit preaching on money and money, 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 money. Pastors, people are tired of it. I'm not talking to all you pastors. I'm talking to some of you. People are tired of the money message, man. They're tired of hearing it. Money, 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 money. They'd rather do drugs than listen to your garbage about money. Be about Jesus, man. I'm commanding you in the name of Jesus. Stop preaching money. If God wants to motivate someone's heart about money, when that basket comes around, they're going to put the money in there. You don't need to talk about it no more. Stick your itchy message 
in your toilet and flush it. Jesus came to be about his business, his father's business. We need to be about his father's business. Stop it. Listen, non-believers who are listening to this sermon right now, God loves you. I want to tell you that we're not all the same. Listen, us pastors are not all the same. Listen, I work, but I work for Jesus. I don't want your money. I want you to go to a local church that spreads his word and teaches about Jesus freely and it doesn't beg for money. Jesus is begging you for your love. That's what he wants. In Hebrew, it's called ahava, love. Jesus Christ died for us. It's an unconditional love and he loves you with an everlasting life. An everlasting life. Well, I don't know what that means. It means that if you receive him, you will live for everlasting. You will live for eternity. It's about souls. Jesus says, bring more souls to me so we can live together forever. We cannot condemn people for their sins when we sit there and we look in the mirror and we have, we're sinners. Listen, we have four fingers pointing right back at us. We got to be on fire for Jesus, but not judgmental. Listen, Jesus loves you. Get off your chair. Get out there. The message is clear. Jesus did not want us to be sitting in a church 24-7 listening to comfortable itchy ear messages. Get off. Leave. Get out. Move. Bring more people over there. The shepherd can only preach so much. It's up to you to get out there. Father, we come before you, Lord. We ask that you use the believers today in this podcast to get up, get out, put on Christ. Be about your business, Jesus. I love you, Father. I need you, Jesus. I want you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for this time. Amen. Listen, for all you guys that are listening to Growing in His Word, listen to me. God loves you. If you want to know more about Jesus, log on to growinginhisword.com. There you will see and find God's Word. It's valid. Bible study material. If you speak Spanish, it's a Spanish. There's click Spanish. It's there. I've got... A pastor on there, he's speaking Spanish, and we're going to do more Spanish tapes. We're going to do more. We love Mexico. We love every country. For all those people who are suffering right now in other countries that are emailing me, I pray for you. Hold on. Persecution is coming, but Jesus said he will help us. We don't need to fight. Jesus already fought for us on the cross. We just need to be quiet and let the Holy Spirit work in us. God bless you guys, and thank you for coming and growing in His Word. Listen, next week, man, we're going to talk about Acts chapter 5, man. Lying to the Holy Spirit. Man, that's dangerous. <laughs> God loves you guys, man, and so do I. Thank you for logging on. Listen, we're on Growing in His Word. Is on. It's, it's, growing in His Word is sponsored by the Holy Spirit and empowered by the Word of God. God bless you guys, and thanks for listening. Listen, man, we're, on, we're growing in His Word on every podcast. And, and radio.com, iHeartRadio, and, and, and God bless you, man. Thank you for logging on to this uh, radical podcast. Radical meaning in a peace way, not radical. I don't want to get email, emails on that. Oh, he's got a radicalizing podcast. No, man, growing in his word is, is for you listeners and non-believers, believers, verse by verse. God bless you guys and have a beautiful day.